welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. As Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh prepares to answer questions from the Senate Judiciary Committee, Democrats in the Senate are continuing their efforts to derail the hearings, which they tried to put off this morning. Speaking with ABC's This Week, Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson dismissed Democratic concerns. Democrats have more than enough information to understand that this is a highly qualified jurist that should be the next Supreme Court justice. And in an earlier time, 30 years ago, he would have passed unanimously. It's unfortunate that uh, Ted Kennedy began this process of very divisive confirmation battles for the Supreme Court. Joining us is Justin Dr- <coughs> excuse me, joining us is Justin Driver, professor at the University of Chicago Law School and author of The Schoolhouse Gate: Public Education, the Supreme Court and the Battle for the American Mind. Justin, let's start with the Democrats' attempts to put off the hearing because of they say there's 100,000 documents withheld on the doctrine of executive privilege and 42,000 were released last night which the which only have the which only this the committee has access to yes uh this is quite a remarkable scene that unfolded in the united states senate today where democratic senators were saying that we need to postpone this uh and including a number of protesters were getting up and i think that's uh, attributable to the sense that this is a momentous uh, nomination to the Supreme Court. And uh, the Republicans counter, of course, with respect to the documents and say that this nominee has released more documents than the last five uh, nominees to the Supreme Court combined. But that is indicative of exactly how long a paper trail uh, Judge Kavanaugh has behind him. So we just listened to the senators making their opening statements. Did you hear anything that struck you anything unusual or was it in the mold of what you expect the Democrats to say and what you expect the Republicans to say? You know, I think that some of the most remarkable utterances in the Senate chamber today came not from people who were miked, uh, but instead uh, the protesters who were there. There were a number of women who were in and around the Senate dressed up in costumes from The Handmaiden's Tale, and I was watching the hearings, and I heard a number of women uh, get up and uh, protest and have to be physically removed. And the, you know, the, the, the main uh, reason for those protests, so far as I could discern, was they believed that uh, a Justice Kavanaugh would be the fifth vote to overturn Roe versus Wade and women's reproductive rights. Looking at his past opinions, and particularly there is an opinion that's mentioned about uh, a young girl seeking an abortion who was in custody of immigration officials. What's your opinion of whether he is that fifth vote? Uh, my sense is that uh, Justice Kavanaugh, if he's confirmed, would be the fifth vote to roll back Roe versus Wade. Um, it's not to say that that would happen all in one fell swoop, but one could imagine uh, an erosion over time. Uh, Judge Kavanaugh has gone out of his way, um, including uh, in statements not on the bench, to 
praise a dissent in Roe versus Wade, and he suggested that this brought the Supreme Court into terrain that it did not belong. Uh, that's a highly uh, unusual statement, so I don't think that uh, people should be surprised at all if uh, Judge Kavanaugh ends up being the, the fifth vote on, on getting rid of Roe versus Wade. Uh, yeah. Justin, he reportedly told Senator Susan Collins, Republican from Maine, who is looked at by Democrats as a possible vote against him, that he saw Roe v. Wade as, quote, settled law. Does that tell you anything about his opinions about Roe v. Wade or what he might do in the future? It tells you uh, nothing whatsoever. Uh, It is settled law until it becomes unsettled law. And, uh, you know, that's not a guarantee uh, of anything going forward. That is a uh, statement about uh, what currently exists rather than what he would do. So, uh, you know, people have been making these statements about settled law, but obviously uh, Supreme Court justices are not uh, you know, duty bound to adhere to precedent no matter what. And the Roberts Court recently uh, got rid of a major uh, labor law in the form of the Janus opinion dealing with union fees. And so uh, there's no guarantee that today's law will be good tomorrow. What other legal areas do you see Kavanaugh having an impact on the court's rulings? Yeah, well, it's important to keep in mind who Judge Kavanaugh would be replacing, and that, of course, is his former boss, uh, Justice Anthony Kennedy, and to think about how their views may depart. There are two that spring to mind. Uh, The first deals with affirmative action, race-conscious admissions practices. Uh, Justice Kennedy was uh, an improbable savior of affirmative action in the Fisher case uh, most recently. And uh, looking at Judge Kavanaugh's extracurricular writings, it seems to me that he is a skeptic of affirmative action. There are several cases that are making their way through the lower courts right now that are challenges to affirmative action. And so that uh, could those days could be numbered. The second area that I'd identify that Kavanaugh's vote could be controlling and move the court in a conservative direction Uh, would be with respect to religion in public schools. Uh, Justice Kennedy um, authored an important opinion uh, keeping uh, religion out of public schools, and uh, Judge uh, Kavanaugh has filed an amicus brief saying that he thinks there should be greater ability for there to be religion in public schools. So those are two hot-button issues that could very well move in a conservative direction if Judge Kavanaugh is confirmed. Justin, he has been going through hearings and murder boards to try to get him ready for these for these particular questions by the Democratic senators. Is there any way that they can get an answer to questions that previous uh, Supreme Court nominees have refused to answer? You know, uh, the, the tradition is that not very much of consequence happens during uh, these events. There are some occasional moments of surprise, and they need not come, incidentally, uh, from uh, hostile questioners. The Judge Bork uh, was nominated to the Supreme Court in 1987, and one of his uh, less 
<laughs> good moments was when he was asked by a friendly senator, why do you want to be on the Supreme Court? And his response was, well, I think it would be an intellectual feast. Uh, and this was regarded, understandably, as being out of touch uh, with uh, the American public and ordinary people in the way that law affects their lives. And Thank so, you. Uh, yeah. Thank so, you so much, Justin. We've run out of time, but appreciate your implications there. Justin Driver, professor at the University of Chicago Law School. Democrats have complained about hidden documents in Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court confirmation hearings, but the White House and Republican lawmakers remain confident that Kavanaugh will be approved by the Senate. Speaking with Fox News Sunday, Senator Lindsey Graham said the appeals court judge will likely even gain some Democratic support. If he does well at the hearing, he will get my, my belief is 55 or higher if he does well, and I, I'm, I'm sure he will do well. Joining us is Greg Storr, Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter. Well, Greg, if the Democrats do what they did this morning, it seems likely that this will go through rather quickly. It, does, is, does Chuck Grassley, the committee chairman, seem as if he's going to hold them to a tight timeline? Well, he's he's uh, giving Democrats a little bit of latitude to complain about the process. So for the first hour this morning, uh, Democrats repeatedly interrupted the chairman uh, as he was trying to proceed with the hearing uh, to complain about uh, not receiving all those documents. So uh, Senator Grassley said, I'm, basically said, I'm going to hear you out, but then we're going to move on. Now they have moved on to the opening statements and the, and the hearings uh, moving more quickly. Yes, he, sa- he said, I, I believe he said something to the effect that it's easier for me to just listen to you than to than to stop you from from talking so just talk and then he ruled the way he we knew he would rule in the beginning so now did you, have you heard anything in the opening statements that surprised you in any way no so much of this is predictable predictable and maybe all of it is predictable uh you know democrats in addition to the documents are complaining substantively about things like their their worry that that roe v wade will be overturned they're talking about uh the Mueller investigation uh and the prospect that a justice kavanaugh would help shield president trump uh they're talking about his record on on regulatory issues uh siding with business interests these are all areas that they they foreshadowed would, would be of interest to them. Now, we know that they're going to ask about Roe v. Wade. That's the, you know, the, the main area where it seems that they're going to focus. What other areas might they be focusing on? Well, uh, Senator Whitehouse uh, just finished his opening statement, and he spent a lot of time talking about not just uh, Brett Kavanaugh, but the Roberts Court and its record uh, in siding with corporate interests. He talked about the Citizens United campaign finance decision. Uh, He talked about uh, 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 allowing companies to enforce arbitration agreements. So this will be not just a discussion of Judge Kavanaugh's record and what he would bring to the court as a discussion of where the court already is. So, Greg, when you saw uh, Kavanaugh's, the preview of his statement, his opening statement, did it remind you of another Supreme Court justice? Yeah, it was certainly remarkable that he used the umpire uh, metaphor that now Chief Justice John Roberts famously used in his confirmation hearing. Uh, that, that has drawn a lot of criticism from people who don't agree with him on a lot of, a lot of subjects, um, you know, because the, the argument goes, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's not a clear-cut case of being a ball and strike, it, or a ball or a strike. Sometimes you you have to use your judgment, uh, and and Democrats are questioning the judgment of the, the the people that Republican presidents are putting on the court. Is there any indication that any of the Republican votes are wavering at all? 
No, none whatsoever, especially not in the committee. Uh, the, the Republicans on the committee are very solid. They see Judge Kavanaugh as both being highly qualified and somebody who's committed to uh, uh, um, looking at the law as it's written, not as he w- would want it to be. Uh, the, the Republicans we've been watching throughout this process are, are folks like uh, Senator Susan Collins, who is in favor of abortion rights. Uh, but she has said that in, in her private conversation with, with uh, Judge Kavanaugh that he uh, told her he views Roe v. Wade as settled a precedent, a settled precedent of the Supreme Court. And she suggested that for her, that's good enough. All right. Well, we know that settled precedent means that it's settled until it's overturned by the Supreme Court. That is true. (laughs) As we know from Judge Gorsuch, who joined the majority last year in overturning the settled precedent in union cases. So let's talk about some of what we may hear from the Democrats. Will, Will we hear direct attacks on his opinions because he has a lot of opinions that that show that he is of a conservative bent. Yeah, there certainly will be. And and really for Democrats, they have, even though they're complaining about not receiving more material, they have a huge amount of stuff and they have to decide what lines of attacks they're going to they're going to use. Um, certainly as a judge on the Federal Appeals Court here in DC, he has handled a huge number of regulatory cases. And his record there is generally to limit what agencies can do, uh, limit uh, their ability to regulate the environment and regulate the internet. Uh, That will be a prime area of attack. And certainly Roe v. Wade will be uh, something that will come up over and over again because Justice Kennedy, who has now left the court, was indeed the fifth vote um, that was clearly on the side of abortion rights. Uh, Right now, if if Judge Kavanaugh has confirmed Roe v. Wade will be in some jeopardy. And executive power is going to come into play here. What is his opinion, his latest opinion on executive power? Because he seemed to have bounced around a little. Yeah, it will be uh, very interesting to hear him uh, discuss that. So uh, you have executive power. Postal services coming up with, you know, an expiration of contracts. So there was going to be a renewal of contracts coming up. Uh, You know, is the president, uh, you know, able to uh, basically squash the Mueller probe, for example, squash the U.S. attorney's uh, probe uh, into into Michael Cohen uh, in those questions of kind of presidential immunity from uh, investigation. Investigations. Those two subjects are uh, somewhat closely linked. Um, on both of those, well, on, on the, the latter one, uh, Brett Kavanaugh has said a number of things over the years. His position has clearly evolved uh, o- over his 20-year uh, career, um, and it will be interesting to hear whether he he. Uh, will say anything that sheds light light on how he might rule if an issue involving an investigation of President Trump comes before the Supreme Court. I, I think that some of the senators are even going to ask him to recuse himself. Would he recuse himself in advance? And uh, we know what the answer to that will be. <laughs> Thank you so much, Greg. That's Greg Starr, Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.